Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another fine episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. Hello, Chris. I hope you're doing well today. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. It's a, you know, I, you know, Texas is interesting. Interesting. One week it's, you know, uh, colder than the North Pole, and then spring appears like the week there afterwards. That's exactly what happened here in Dallas. <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> I, it's just, it's crazy. It's just too much. I went out for a run today and. I was sweating him like crazy because I think it's like were you being chased? Seventy-five degrees or so. No, no, I wasn't being chased. I was oh, just you did it voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a challenge uh, today. So how often do you run, by the way? You know, it just depends. I didn't run hardly any whenever it was snowing outside and icy. But well, what makes sense? That seems prudent. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm trying to hit. Uh, so last week, I think I hit 35 miles that week, and then I'm trying to hit 25 to 30 ish miles every week, you know, just to stay consistent. Not to get off subject, but are do you are you training for a marathon or? Um, I'm training for some half marathons that are coming up. Um, I just try to stay fit. You know, my wife runs marathons a lot, and so yeah, she's like a. I mean, this in the nicest way. She's a monster, man. Oh, I know. So she's she's focused all the time. You know, yeah. in her in her runs, the least that she would do. And, and this is on a down week is 42 to 45 miles a week. And that's a down week. And I'm like, okay, that's not me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. That's good. No, no. So just try so, to stay fit. Uh, well, like I've always said to you before, if you ever seen me running, it's because I'm running away from somebody. <laughs> um, so we should continue on our little really cool chit chat. So we've been having a really cool couple episodes in which we were, you've been taking some questions that have been coming up, I think organically from yeah. Realtio, but you've, they've been really good questions. I've been enjoying the banter back and forth. Uh, so we're going to carry on. Uh, I think we wanted to start off with, was it engagement? What was the question? Yeah. Um, it, it was funny cause there's a lot of questions, but when you boil it down to uh, it's basically this question here, how do we plan to engage customers and partners to make use of the community? You know, when you, so when you build communities and, and this, let's just kind of start from the beginning of when you're seeding or greenfielding a community mm. or things that you do to one, get customers and partners on if you're a B2B SaaS company. Um, mm -hmm. Two is how do you engage them once they're on um, and those kinds of things. What do you think? Yeah, no, there's, Oh, I, I, yeah, I have a lot of opinions on the subject. Um, you know, one of the things, the, the thing that ca came to my head immediately was about the audiences, hmm. especially in a B2B side, right? You have partners, you have customers, and then you have experts inside the, yeah. the company. company, right? And all three need to be present. I love that. And in a sense, you have to get each- I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you have to get all those folks activated uh, in, a, in a very unique way. And, you know, my, my head immediately goes to making sure they're badged correctly because there's value in each of them, right? And I think we talked a little bit last time, especially for third-party partners around the value of answering questions 
it is not meant as a advertisement space for them, but it's more of a, a way for you to build equity with those individuals as a subject matter expert, as an industry expert, and it just creates pool for your brand, especially with you know, Realtio and their customers. And I don't just mean just your company, but any company you're trying to work with. Yeah, I completely um, agree. On the subject matter expert side, you have a lot of tactics around there. Very, you know, very solid, which is around um, uh, streamlining internal processes, uh, call center activation, which you can kind of move those FAQs externally. Uh, there's even micro communities type stuff that you can work with, like if you're working with certain large customers. I mean, there's a lot of things we can go down there. But uh, and then of course the customer side, right? Uh, uh, you've done a lot of stuff on. Uh, and, and the way I kind of break it up is in the three phases, right? Which was in uh, birthing, uh, growth, and then run and maintenance. I think you have different strategies for each of those stages. We talked about yeah. that uh, at one point. Good point. Uh, but you know, in your greenfielding capability, right? We we talked a lot about seeding content, finding um, uh, customers who you're already very close with. And this is a very easy thing for them to engage. And then you start small, right? Which is a one community that is going to have the most active online. Anyway, that's my thoughts. What are your... Yeah, I think, I think those are all good and, and obviously valid points. And, and you help kind of st uh, stamp, you know, my thoughts <laughs> on exactly what I've been doing in the past and what I'm doing now. So, yeah. you know, good. good. I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, I think that one is um, kind of going back to starting just one community. Uh, and, and, and I like to have it open. Uh, and then what that means is now, like when you first start a community, just like you said, you have to seed it. So uh, some of the tactics, I, I build an engagement strategy or, you know, some content strategy, which, mm. which I think is, is key is one is content first, right? You know, and so if you build engaging content, content that, content that they're interested in, um, that's the key at the end of the day is it's, it's, they'll be reading it and, and they might want to engage in it too is, um, is, is like you said, the activation, how do you activate them? How do you get them in the community? Um, so it's maybe kind of this founding type of member, if you will. So you kind of create a, a way to say, hey, look, we we would love for you to be a founding member. So come in before the community, two weeks before the community starts. Yeah, it's the whole secret, uh, I'd say secret, but it's yeah. the, the velvet yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and just, hey, test you know, upload your uh, photo, tell us how it went, tell, tell us how these things went, post a question, go answer somebody else's question and, and those kinds of things. Then you can open it up to the world and it's already full of content, which is, I think it's the ideal way to do it. Uh, but then second way to do that piece is, um, there's probably a thousand, but the second way I've done it is um, ask those people to say, hey, look, you know, what are some things that you would ask a peer? And so they'd give me some questions and I'd post those questions as them ask, you know, getting their, and, and they, so you seed that content based on that. And then maybe two times a day for five or 10 days straight, you post two posts a day, right? One in the morning, one at night. Um, and then once you have people and activate them, you can start with, you know, what is a good core engagement strategy? So it's all onboarding, right? So they come in, they register, 
you know, what does that email look like after they register? What is it? Yeah, it's you the know, whole uh, on. Yeah, you're right. It's the onboarding piece, right? This is a yeah. So that's I think at the end of the day, it's probably the single most important thing you can do is think about that journey that the customer is on from an engagement standpoint. So post, you know, what are the things that they can do? You know, adding a, yes. a picture. You know, subscribing to content. Um, posting a question, and so do you have that in an easy way format? I do it automatically. So when you um, or I started building communities that way automatically. So when you log in, you have to accept the terms and conditions. And then all of a sudden you have this kind of profile that says, welcome, Michael Sandoval. Thank you for logging in. Do these five things. Click, ask a question, click, add a profile or add your picture. When you do that, that goes away and something else comes in. Subscribe to content, you know, post a blog or, you know, whatever that you're trying to do. Yeah, we had talked about this idea of scaled engagement, which is uh, this idea of, making little asks of you to engage that were low barrier and frictionless, right? Yeah. Kind of those things. And, and so there's going to be different types of engagers on your community. Yeah. There are some that are going to be gun ho and it doesn't matter what you do. They're just going to participate and write, but there's others, you know, after you start growing a pool of people, some are just lurkers, right? But they haven't engaged. There haven't been a reason to engage. Yeah. And one of the things we've talked about where what's the easiest way of engagement? We had the like, you know, the like up thing. Yep. Thumbs uh, up. Thumbs up. And in fact, we even went further deep, I mean, further basic and say, what's just from signing up? You said, what's the first thing to do? Just upload your picture. Yep. That was the first thing. That was the first engagement type. Uh, and then we progressed further, waited until they engaged. And if they didn't, then the next thing we wanted them to do was to like a post, or then we would just take them on this little journey of engagement. That's right. And, you know, that's what I think in the beginning that it's about. And then eventually, if people are continuing to log in over and over, you know, they're not going to see that anymore. They're not going to see that big profile thing to ask them to do certain things. Right. But, but you can custom you, <laughs> with, with some of these platforms, like let's say a higher logic, you can create custom automation rules that automates the person, you know, or personalizes the experience. So after they've right. done these things and they've got to 100%, you know, um, whatever hundred percent means, then you're asking them to do other things. You know, I mean, have you ever gotten to a hundred percent on some profile? For some reason, I would feel like it's ninety-five. Like my yeah. LinkedIn profile is ninety-five percent. I'm like, what? What's missing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever that number. So maybe you do. It's like, there. Hey, you're hundred percent. Great job. Now you should be a super user. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's well, that's your next. Hey, why not? That's your next. Uh, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and, but uh, so I think. There's different ways to engage. So if somebody hasn't logged in in 30 days, is there an automation rule or a way to automate a way to send an email to say, hey, you haven't logged in, in 30 days. Tell us what what's going on. What are you doing? Or I don't know, whatever it is, you know, to engage them, you know, in those things. Or uh, so building a whole strategy around automating the 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 um, Engagement piece is good, you know, from from an email standpoint. Some of these platforms do that. Um, that's that's one way. And then obviously creating programs. I think that, um, you know, like like I've done in the past, I've created webinar programs focused in on the product or ask me anything or new product kind of thing. You know, whatever yeah, that they, is. They, yeah, these are like event based. Um, event based. Yeah. Uh, event event based engagements. Yeah. Yeah, because that engages them, and to me it. And, and I know I've said this a thousand times, but you know it also allows me to create content, whether it's video, 
audio or um, you know blogs or even Q and A that comes out of those discussions. You know, well, you bring us something interesting, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but it's almost worth re rethinking about how you go because you said the words my content strategy or content creation, content development. Um, what content? And I mean that specifically. I think in the past we would use either some Google search words. I think we talked to marketing about what's the made what's the major zeitgeist being discussed right now in the market. Um, and and in some way we kind of glued ourselves around where the biggest conversation was. Mm-hmm. I even think we looked at Google's AdWords and would type in some things that we knew, and they would see, oh, this one has the most search term, right? And we'd see if there was some marrying, you know, we could marry the two and then voila, you have your, you know, what subject matter you want to discuss. Uh, is that similar? Are you doing something similar? I mean, how are you kind of peeling so back? At, that, at, the, at the minute, what I am doing is I know that RELTO has, you know, they want to be on the first page on their main website of all things master data management of Google. So when somebody types it, we're not there yet. Interesting enough, uh, and so that gives me an idea. <laughs> Why can't community be on the first page of Google on master all things master data management? Anyways, I agree. there's nothing wrong with that. We're going down the content piece, but that is another way to engage um, your your base of whether it's customers or partners or even employees and potential customers. I think um, is being on the first page of Google. So. There are keywords uh, that I look at. There are also key things that I look at from a support standpoint that you know are being asked over and over. That I want to make sure that you know there's types, you know, parts of the product that are um, important to customers, but maybe they have issues with. So like, let's just call it, you know, on the MDM space, you know, there's these things called matching rules. There's a lot of questions around matching rules, and so. What I want to do is create all the questions and 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 video and how tos and whatever about that and post them on the community, and then over time, you know what I do, I curate that content to say, I have now a one pager full of things around matching rules on master data management, our our product around master data management. So then you create another page on some other thing, whether it's data modeling, for example, all things. Master data management or Reltium MDM data modeling, Q and A, Q and A, blog, blog, video, video. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then that, whenever you do kind of the URL and you call it Master Data Management Data Modeling, Master Data Management, you know, matching rules. Relti- uh, you don't have Reltio because it's already community whatever. Uh, that's when instantly shit starts picking up, and it's crazy. Uh, well, you know that happens, but it, so it's, you bring up a really good one. Um, so I just typed in MDM matching strategy. I hit enter. Yeah. And the first link is a community link to SAP's product. Yeah. Exactly. And when you click on it, it's actually, it's, it says blogs, but it's, it's from their community. It's yeah. a very similar strategy we've done, which was take a piece of content, that which we know, write out. The discussion, what is it? What does it do? And it's very detailed, and is the first result. Exactly. That's where I want to be, and 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 I think that's a huge uh, one. It's a huge content strategy, and and exactly what you should think about when creating one. But also, 
it's an engagement uh, tactic, I guess, too, to to kind of marry the content engagement stuff together, right? Yeah, and, and I, you know, again, I get fascinated by this stuff, but the first, I would say, four links that are, you know, the magic. Well, first two for sure, but then the next four. First two, yeah. Uh, are all either community blog or some sort of document. Uh, anyway, documentation docs.realto.com, but yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not there. Well, they have the same thing docs, docs.informatica, which is one of your competitors. Yeah, right? Informatica, yeah. Yeah, not to go so deep into your stuff, but I just thought, I just think that, you know, that's such a big, big deal on the search side. Um, anyway, that, good, good question. Maybe we should go on the next one. Yeah. So this is a really good one, and, and and I've kind of talked to my peers a little bit about this one, but I'm I'm very excited to hear what you think about it. Um, you know, I've been asked this a few times: how to link community and training together. So, let's say at a company like mine or a lot of SaaS companies, uh, training is different than community, but there's a lot of really you you are trying to solve some of the same problems, mm. if you will, right? Like customers are having problems with this, and so you build a training module. So you know modules and things like that. I see community as a little bit more loosey goosey. You know what I mean? But um, but there is opportunity there. You know what? What do you think about that? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So the first questions I have are around how does one distribute training? For example, do you have to pay for it? That's a, usually a big one. Yeah. Uh, do you provide training to certain people but not other people? That sounds kind of crazy, but believe it or not, there's more. The more you pay, the more training you get. Do you um, do you have an LMS system, right? So these learning module systems, or I'm sorry, these learning systems already kind of have some form stuff kind of built in. That's right. But let's just assume that you you don't pay for training. Training comes free. Uh, that you don't have an LMS system yet, right? So there's there's a couple options, right? And, and the one that I used when I when I was a TI, I think it's changed since. So if you go look, it doesn't work. But they do something different. So I think now they have like a LMS system. But um, was we would post video, so video training, webinars would be another really good one. Yeah. Uh, we did a couple things. One, we did a sign up page, like an event based painting training page on the community. Yeah. You sign up for it. So it becomes a live event if you want to do a live training. And then at the moment of training, we would have it in, um, we would point to a forum in which we would have discussions whilst the training is going on. We would use a hashtag even within the community so that you can pull up a special training or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hashtag the event, right? Whatever that event. Oh, I see. So in the platform we were using, you can actually pull that RSS feed up and it would show you during the training, all the latest questions in real time that were being discussed. So you could say, oh, this one just came in, you know, and then you can answer the question. Someone would help on the side from the training team to answer the question in real time as it's being discussed. And that would get stored in reserve, you know, obviously has great content that gets put up there. Then it goes into from live, it goes into archive. So then we move it into a special section on the community called uh, training and events. I think that's what it was called. And there it was, it was categorized based on subject. So it was a little bit different than how we logged it in. But once you click on it, you had the form that was attached to it. It had the video. 
And dependent upon the recency of the video, we either closed comments. So in other words, you could, we couldn't really ask questions anymore unless you reopened it or asked something else. Or you kept it open for a while because there were the moderators, which the training team were in there answering questions. So I think there's a really good opportunity to use it as a form of both community build and, to be honest, it's it's very useful during training to have something to discuss when the when the person is being taught or be, is teaching. Yeah, I think those are live trainings that you're talking about. But you know, like when I look at um, uh, it is live training. Yes, like webinar based live training. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that stuff's just asked on, you know, whatever platform you're using, right? Um, yeah, correct. So it's a little harder now, I think, to kind of do that when they didn't have, barely had WebEx back then when you were running community. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly correct. It was a little bit difficult. There was, yes, I think we used some version of Adobe WebEx at the time. Yeah, it was, and then you recorded and it had some sort of proprietary hmm. encoder. And we, oh, it, it was a mess, but it, worked i mean so in today's let's just say today's world you know uh 20 years later i don't know how long ago that was Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that hurt. laughs> back at the dawn of the internet I'm, I'm sure that you know these smaller companies don't have lms's but like the no, last that's, time, why, that's why i think community is a great place to do that yeah when i think of like um companies that do have LMS, like our company does, and, and then even the company before had an LMS. And, but, you know, there's still some synergies, I think, between the two. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not necessarily easy to kind of think about that. But the way I think about it is, is that, um, and, and I kind of heard Brian Oblinger talk about this too. It's, it's kind of, you've got to build it into the DNA of training community to say, and, and the organization to say something like, look, um, your philosophy should be that training and community work together to build content, you know, because at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is get your customers and partners and whatnot to really engage in your product, use it more. You want to get customers uh, to buy more and all these things, you know, and if they, I mean, if they're engaged or using it. So how do you partner? I mean, that's really the goal at the end of the day. That's what training is. And at Reltio, our training is free now. Uh, and so that's really cool. Um but I think their LMS has uh, kind of a community, if you will, like a forum type stuff. A lot of those LMSs do, but nobody's engaging those customers. Even if there was a question, nobody's really going to answer it. So that's why you go to community. Um, so I think there's opportunity to one, uh, kind of think about that philosophy and who's going to do what and you know how do you work together with, let's say community is doing a webinar around matching rules, for example. Uh, and the goal is just to engage people. It's not really a training. You have an expert, you know, doing the presentation for 30 or 40 minutes, and you have uh, questions and answers come out from the audience. Uh, record it, and then you know, training could use that webinar for some things, right? Or whatever that is. Um, and then I would just post it on YouTube, put it into the community, uh, you know, and, and then um, write content around it, you know. And so, you know, so that's part of what tra- training I see is more modular based nowadays, right? You want to take the training and that kind of stuff. And there's opportunity to integrate LMS into community in in a sense of badging, uh, you know, getting to community or training, vice versa, you know, either way to make it somewhat seamless. You know, if they want to go take training, they go into it and it looks like the same thing, you know, and and they don't have to log in, you know, in different areas. I don't know. I mean, there's probably a lot of things you can do. Um, I haven't figured it out yet, to be honest. 
Well, I know we're running close to end of time, but what, how, how do you do training? I, I mean, uh, I mean, is it event based? Like, do you have a sign up for a webinar, or is there a catalog of stuff? Because you clearly you said you had an LMS system. Yeah, today there's. I'm, I'm sure they do. You know, training is done in different ways. One modular based, so you go in, you create. You know, you have a PowerPoint. Somebody present that, and it's just you go take the training. It's an hour long. Take it, check mark. You know, and then maybe you take some quizzes and things like that to also get certified on some certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a badge and those things, certification <laughs> badge. Only no stick and bash. Well, you know, and and I'm sure they do. Maybe they might do. Some, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but I think there might be some paid training uh, that is, hey, if it's just for you and it, it's one-on-one training, that's that's a little different. Um, well, you know, you brought. I didn't mean to. I did interrupt no, no. you, so I apologize. But you said mentioned something that's very interesting. Maybe another tie into this conversation, which is if you have a certification program or you have to reach certain levels based on how much you've completed, you can. We said badges, but you can. You're right. You can badge that on your uh, on your community profile. Yeah, that's that seems fairly easy to do, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the automation is the key, though. You know, it's a lot easier than uh, that's uh, you know, what I would say to build in. Yeah, it's, don't confuse simple with easy. Well, okay, fair enough. It's, it's never easy. <laughs> I use it all the time because <laughs> it's not. But, it is. Yeah, automation is the key there. Yeah. Um, you know, you could probably get away with you know manually doing some of that at first, but you know, you get to work towards that automation. I'm all about working towards automation as much as possible, whether it's engagement, whether it's badging, or I don't care what it is, you know, like just automate it because today I'm a one person team. And so I can only do so much. And so anything you can automate, then I'm a big fan of. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you. I think as many community managers are, they are one or two person bands at best. And anything you can automate is a big thing. And I also say this conversation about training I'm curious your opinion, but I would rather focus my efforts on building first, and then this is a second or third order activity uh, versus a primary activity. I don't know if your opinion is the same, but yeah, I don't have a choice. Like I, I bring up, I bring it up to training, and I talk to them and have some conversations. But you know, all I'm focused on is building the community first and foremost, and that's. That's where 98% or 95% of my time is spent uh, with some time talking about uh, not just training, but what I call digital self-help customer experience. Mm -hmm. So how do we kind of look at the entire uh, ecosystem of how customers get help in a digital way? um, And how do we tie it all together, whether it's SSO, enterprise or, you know, enterprise search, uh, and just making the this customer experience seamless for them, because that at the end of the day is, I think, highly important for your customers to stay happy in a digital way. So they can get, they go to documentation, they go to training, they go to community, they go to uh, the sport or call it knowledge-based articles, et cetera. Yeah. So does that make sense? It does. does make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I understand what you're trying to do. You're, you're trying to push the evangelize as much yeah. as you can, community to everyone. And then let them get thinking about how they could use it in their in their tactic. Yeah, exactly. I totally exactly. get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Well, Chris, as always, another fantastic conversation of all things community. Uh, thank you very much for another fun time. 
and as always, thank you very much. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Stetzel. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right.